Blog Talk Radio. Hello everyone, this is The Roman Show. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, for the week of November 7th. Today we welcome Ethan Page, who will be part of the Evolve Wrestling Match Card, November 12th in New York. He takes on Zack Sabre Jr. in a grudge match. Also, Michael Johnson, out of the Blackzillians, faces the number one contender in the lightweight division in a UFC's 205 fight card from the Madison Square Garden in New York City. It's the first time the UFC visits the Big Apple. This, plus much more on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Lightning, go. Flight, GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. Control, go. 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 The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, this is The Roman Show. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you very much for all those folks visiting our website, sending the emails. Uh, in fact, well, shout out to Mr. James Messer. He messaged us on email and now he will have some content that he'll be sharing with us on the romanshow.com website so check out his writings on the romanshow.com website on a weekly basis this week he has posted his preview of UFC 205 so check out James and his writings on the Roman Show website also coming up on our YouTube channel you got BJ Penn we had a chance to speak to him about well the future of his fighting career and Possibly being in Hollywood. Check that out on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash rromano201. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram, Roman Show Media, Facebook, Roman Show Media, and our Twitter account, at The Roman Show. Well, I also want to give a uh, reminder. On November 19th, XFN returns to action featuring amateur MMA at the Bahia Mar. In Fort Lauderdale, Florida, get your tickets right now. That is XFN Nation on Facebook. And Titan FC returns to action with three titles on the line December 2nd. That will air on UFC Fight Pass. And you can get your tickets by visiting Titan FC on Facebook. And that will take place in Coral Gables, Florida. Uh, I'll be ring announcing both of those events. Well, now that I got that out of the way, my uh, good host, co-host, my man... George Alonzo on the other hand. How are you, George? Uh, good, good, man. Good, good. Now here at Hollandale Beach enjoying a strawberry martini. So uh, I'm living the life. You went from from watermelon to strawberry. I, I seriously really need to uh, think about seriously deleting. Delete. Delete. Delete your man card. Listen, don't be jealous because I live the high life while you're still driving a Toyota. I'm driving a Cadillac. Okay? Don't don't be jealous, okay? Well, that said, let's kick into gear with MMA Showdown on The Roman Show. Ladies and gentlemen, 
listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Okay, George Wilde is the biggest fight card in UFC's I would even go as far as the biggest fight card of the year, in my opinion, because it, it beats, in my opinion, UFC 200. And we're talking about UFC 205 in New York the first time your UFC visits the Big Apple. Of course, we know the headliner there. Eddie Alvarez, the lightweight champion, will put his title on the line against Conor McGregor, the featherweight champion. We had an opportunity of speaking to Eddie Alvarez right here on the Roman Show. And this week, we'll speak to Michael Johnson, who will be on the fight card. Lila said, say, George, this fight card is absolutely ridiculous from top to bottom. You got Alvarez and McGregor. You got Woodley putting his welterweight title against um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. You got JJ putting her title uh, as well. And then you got the other fights, like you all Romero versus Chris Weidman. You got Mike Johnson, Johnson versus um, Habib Nurmagomedov. You got Rashad Evans in there. You got Frankie Edgar. I mean, it's an insane fight card. It's going to be four hours. So, needless to say, you're going to have a full amount of MMA action this Saturday. But, George, let's really break it down here. Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez. A lot of the true, pro, true MMA fans and fighters themselves are really pulling for Eddie Alvarez. Do you think uh, Eddie Alvarez has a chance here, although he is coming in as the underdog, but he is a champion too? Well, freaking, here's here's the way you I look at it. Eddie Alvarez being the champion does have the advantage. He, he come on, he 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 wouldn't be the champion if if he didn't. <laughs> he's the best in that division. But don't count Connor out either, because he's also the best in his division. So what does this give us? Possibly one of the best fights of all time. Because it's the best versus the best. And Roman, you have to agree with me. When something is promoted for this long is when you get the most success. It kind of reminds me not to uh, not to bring this subject into the MMA world, but it kind of reminds me of the old wrestling days when you would have like four months in between each pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. You have enough time to build up a rivalry for so long you know, it, it means something when that time comes. They have been building UFC 205 for months. We've heard this card for a while now. And Eddie Alvarez versus Conor McGregor, that fight has been in everyone's mind since the announcement. And come time, I can assure that it's going to be so worth the money, so worth being there live. I cannot wait to see this fight live, you know, on pay-per-view. But me, I'm still going for Conor McGregor. Well, in my opinion, I'm going for Eddie Alvarez. The guy's a veteran. He's been in the sport a lot longer than McGregor and has more fights under his belt against McGregor. He's also a former champion uh, in Bellator. He actually left the promotion as a lightweight champion to come to the UFC and then later become a lightweight champion in the UFC, the best promotion in mixed martial arts to date. And experience defeats someone like McGregor, who, in my opinion, is more talk than action. But now, here's the thing. Let, let me stop you there. But here's the thing, Mr. Roman. Connor has every right to be a talker because you rarely see him lose. Okay? It, it's very rare. I think the last time we saw him lose was against Nick Diaz. 
And even that, when, you know, you he, Nick had to do a lot to knock him out. Look what happened in the rematch. They went all five rounds, where Connor actually pushed Nick to his limit. Okay? But here, here's another thing. It's better that Connor does the talking than, a, like, Phil CM Punk Brooks, where he keeps on talking so much garbage, now being, I believe it was LeBron James, the next person he's now talking junk about, with zero wins in his record. So... Listen, Phil, stop talking because you don't have any wins. You're not legit. Sorry. You really don't like CM Punk, do you? Nope. Jesus. Well, I'm still going for Eddie Alvarez. I think he has the advantage. He's, he has good striking. Uh, and, of course, if this thing goes to the bottom, I give Alvarez the advantage there. You got Tyron Woodley putting on his title against Wood, um, Woodley putting up his t- title against Steven Wonderboy. Uh, Thompson, that should be another exciting fight. And then J.J. Hair title, she's a beast. And uh, Yoel, Yoel Romero and Chris Weidman, I like this fight because, you know, here you have Chris Weidman, a former champ, and then Yoel Romero, who's coming off a suspension, but is or was technically the number one contender for the middleweight title. However, Michael Bisping, the current champion, has said that he would not fight Yoel Romero if he does become the number one contender because Yoel used illegal substances, and he feels that it is not fair. However, he would take on a Chris Weidman. Needless to say, I like this fight because you have two powerful men. You got a former champion, two guys duking it out. It's going to be interesting. If it goes into the later rounds, the advantage goes to Chris Weidman, in my opinion. Switching gears, George, John Jones is once again in the news this time around because, well, we finally have what he is going or how long he's going to be suspended for after being found of uh, violating the USADA uh, doping um, test. So, he's going to get one year, uh, allegedly, according to him. He was caught taking Cialis. It's a, well, you should know about that, right, George? It's a sexual enhancement pill. Excuse me? But, uh, according to him, you know, he didn't really realize what it was all about. He thought it was going to be an issue. And they have just given him one year, which is uh, retroactive. So it really kicked in all the way back in July when he was suspended just about, what, two days before the, main, the, the, the show itself. And he, was, he, had, he had to drop out against, um, he had to drop out of the, out of the main event, uh, main event uh, against none other than uh, DC. So now he has to face that punishment. He'll be back a little after July. He could go out there and... Um, well, possibly unify the titles. Meanwhile, he is staying busy. He will be in action against Stan Henderson. This was a fight that was actually uh, put together back in UFC 151, but that title fight was canceled. Either way, these two are going to face off, but it's not in an, in an octagon. It is actually in a submission match. And the promoter is none other than Chael Sonnen. He is promoting Submission Underground 2. The date has not been determined, but it will be sometime in uh, December. But John Jones will meet Dan Henderson in a grappling match. Dan Henderson has already retired from the octagon. So we have a lot of news coming up here in MMA. And George, we're going to kick into gear by welcoming Michael Johnson of the Black Zillions, who will be taking on Habib Nurmagomedov. And the winner of this could potentially be the number one contender. And can fight either the winner of the fight between Alvarez or McGregor. So it could be McGregor or it could be Alvarez. And George, history could be made at UFC 205 because if McGregor wins, 
he will be the fighter, the first fighter ever to hold two titles simultaneously, the 145 and the 155, George. That is pretty much amazing. Uh, I feel like that's the selling point of UFC 205, besides such a taxed uh, fight card. But, you know, I feel like that's the selling point. You know, either way, whether win or loss, you're still witnessing history, no matter what. It's kind of like this presidential election. This is the first time we're seeing a woman going, well, second time, but first time we see a woman go against practically, what, you want to call him a Hollywood star or a businessman? Or a businessman, technically. For the first time ever, we're seeing a politician versus a businessman. In the final, in the final elections of the president race, either one that wins, either way, we witnessed history. Nonetheless, either way, yes, sir. Well, uh huh. Yeah, so I'm just saying it's the same way of UFC 205. We're witnessing history for what could be a you know a join up of championships. I'm just saying. Yeah, and we will find out this Saturday UFC 205 coming to you from the Big Apple. Now, Mike Johnson takes on Habib. Let's find out what he has to say about his opponent. Although, he has claimed, and he did lose to uh, Nick D, uh, Nate Diaz in his last fight. Uh, but then afterward, uh, previous, two past fights, he lost to Nate uh, Diaz. And then he came in and knocked out Dustin Poirier in the first round, looking absolutely amazing. And now, he says, listen, I am the best in the lightweight division, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove it. I'm going to definitely prove it against Habib. And Habib is a badass. So let's see what Mike Johnson has to say about his upcoming fight at UFC 205. Um, it's the same that everybody knows about my opponent, man. He's just, um, he's a tough... He's a tough, strong wrestler that uh, likes to go in there and take people down and, and control them. And, and what do you feel you have your, your advantage here, Mike, going into this fight? Uh, the same advantage I have over everybody in the division. Um, my speed, my movement, and um, you know me punching from from different angles that, that nobody really does and, um, and adding all that together. Now, going into that Dustin fight, you were an underdog, and in this one, you're also an underdog. Does that motivate you more to, to work extra hard uh, during your camp and going into this fight? Uh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be motivated to work hard. Regardless, um, I love being the underdog there. I'm always the underdog. I'm, I'm always doubted. People um, don't really give me um, credit for how long I've been here, for how long I've been in the UFC. I feel so, um, you know the time to another chance to prove another statement and um you know to fight with my back against the wall now you will be part of a historic fight card knowing that this is the first one in new york city in madison square garden uh, of course you're going up against a top-ranked fighter but th- did that give you any butterflies any chills knowing that you're part of this historic uh fight card and how was your reaction when you found out that uh, you were fighting in new york i mean it's um it's just another night, another night to go fight. Um, the city doesn't doesn't make it much greater, make it much less. You know, um, it's just a night where I need to go in there and take care of business. So I'm really not like too like 
excited or, or overall shocked about like it being in Madison Square Garden in New York. You know, I could care less. I'm there to take care of business. Well, ironically enough, uh, your fight is after Rashad, who's part of your teammate there, the Black Zillions, Rashad Evans, a former champion. How do you feel you got a, a, a teammate out there on the same card, both of you going together? It's like, uh, you know, both of you guys are on a mission to win. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We, um, you know, me and Rashad have been on the on the same mission for, for quite some time. You know, he's been sat side, uh, you know, next to me throughout this whole training camp, and uh, he's helped me. I've helped him, and uh, you know, we're gonna go into New York and uh, get some victories for our team and for us. Now, I've been seeing some of these videos on social media between you, Rashad, and uh, and Jason Jackson, specifically you and Jason Jackson. Um, you guys go really hard during your training, especially those one video. You guys are really putting, pushing each other to the limit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we do. Um, that that type of trainer right there gets me ready for fights, gets him ready for fights. And, um, you know, that's how we train. That's our mentality. Is, um, we're going to go um, hard, and um, we're going to push push our partner. You know, he's going to give me 100%. I'm going to give him 100% because... You know that that's the only way that we're for sure gonna prepare each other for battle. Now, how do you go though on a, on a daily basis, hard or what is your typical training when it goes to full out contact where you guys are hitting really you know hard as heck? Well, you know we got two days a week hard sparring. What's your job? Excuse me. Sorry. Which are the which are the days and all the videos you're seeing? You're seeing us spar. You know those are our, our two toughest days of the week, and then we have a hard wrestling during Wednesday. You know, um, and, you know hard drills on Monday. So, um, so my output is uh is very hard. You know, my output might not be as much in the gym, but um it's hard. You know, I'm in there for for an hour. You know, I'm pushing it to the limits, and I'm, you know, I'm pushing myself and trying to break myself to these workouts. Gotcha. Well, McGregor and Alvarez, they'll be battling on the main event, and you know, with a win over Habib, possibly you could be next to get a title shot. How do you see that fight going, and what are your thoughts? Um, I see um, Eddie going in there and um, and beating him. Um, you know, I think Eddie's um, got a lot to prove. Um, people are counting him out and don't realize how good he is and how he's been the best lightweight in the world for for quite some time and he's fought everybody and um i just don't see why connor wins that fight at all yeah and, and eddie was part of your camp uh not too long ago he just recently went to his own farm right correct yeah yeah, yeah we were we, we were teammates for some years and um you know, throughout that time, we've, um, you know, we bonded because we were pretty much each other's main sparring partners. You know, we lived together for a little bit. So, so you know, he's like a, he's like another brother to me, man. So, um, so I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm on his side, full support. Gotcha. Well, Mike, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, and good luck uh, this Saturday uh, against Habib on UFC 205, man. Excited for it. All right, perfect. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, George. There you heard Mike Johnson, who will be taking on Habib at UFC 205. But... On that same day, November 12th, Ethan Page goes up against Zack Sabre Jr., who we saw at the Cruiserweight Tournament of the WWE 
And these two are going to go at it in New York. This airs on FlowSlam.tv, part of the WWN Live Network. Ethan Page and Sabre Jr. go at it one-on-one, part of the Evolve match card November 12th in Queens, New York. Let's hear what Ethan has to say about his upcoming opponent. And let me tell you, George, Ethan Page is not a person to really take lightly. He ruined Johnny uh, Johnny Gargano's farewell match at WWN. And that definitely is a slap to the face to a guy that meant so much to that company. Here we have Ethan Page on The Roman Show. Alright everyone, thanks again for joining us on The Roman Show, November 12th. Make sure to mark it on your calendar. If you are not in New York, then please subscribe ASAP to FlowSports.tv. That is where you can check out WWN Live Action. You can also check out the website as well, WWNLive.com, to check out the latest Evolve show. And this man will be part of the card, none other than all ego Ethan Page, who takes on Zack Sabre. Jr., who was a part of the Cruiserweight Tournament of the WWE. It's a pleasure to have Ethan Page on the Roman Show. Thanks so much for joining us, Ethan. No problem. Anytime. Well, Ethan, uh, first and foremost, Zack Sabre Jr., what can you tell me about this guy? He was on the Cruiserweight. You've you've seen him a couple of times. I saw that promo video uh, that you did on uh, on YouTube that you can see right now on the WWN Live uh, YouTube account. Uh, you guys really have a little bit of a, of a tense... Uh, verbal attacking each other. What can we expect on November 12th? Well, I don't really think it was an intense verbal attack on each other. I think he cut a terrible promo saying why Ethan why like a little baby and then I just verbally ripped him to shreds, mm-hmm. which I think this weekend I will physically do. Uh, even though that's his forte is putting people in submissions and pulling their muscles apart, I am twice the man's size, twice the man's weight, twice the man's brains, and uh, yeah, just like I did in that video, I'll outdo him in the ring. Hence, that's why you attacked his hand, huh? Well, no, I didn't attack his hand for that. I attacked his hand because that's what he loves to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, He loves to put people in submissions, and I love taking things away from people that that they hold near and dear to them. I love causing chaos in Evolve, and uh, I'm a little, I'm still a little upset that, uh, you know, Bob has just recognized me as the face of the company, and they're kind of just giving that all the way to uh, Matthew Riddle. But I figured I would be the one that would uh, remind them that I'm I'm the guy they should be focusing on. And, and speaking about chaos, speaking of uh, ruining people's uh, uh, things, if you say, if you like, Johnny Gargano's farewell match, you had a major role in that, and uh, basically you ruined his parade. What made you do this? Because Johnny Gargano, uh, now in the WWE and NXT, a well-known face, you would even go as far as saying probably the face of Evolve when he was around in the company. Why'd you do that? What made you go out there and say, hey, you know what? Before you go out here, let me uh, smack you a little bit before you go. Well, what are you going to remember when you remember John Gargano's farewell? <laughs> that right there, Ethan Page's attack. Exactly. So, job well done by me, I guess. <laughs> Now, Ethan, I, I have to take off my hat to you because not only are you a great professional wrestler, but you also run uh, a promotion alpha. How do you manage to do both, being a pro wrestler 
and, and be a promoter at the same time? It's uh, it's a heck of a lot of work, but uh, when you have the mental capacity of me, you can take on a lot of work. And uh, like I said, it, it is a lot, but uh, if you have a passion for something, uh, there's a lot of sleepless nights, but in the end, it's worth it. And now, I, I was doing a little research here. I understand, too, you practice a little martial arts, a little karate, a little taekwondo. Do you still practice yeah. this? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, that was uh, until I was about 13 or 14 uh, years old. I accomplished both black belts in both martial arts. And then I uh, I left in a, kind of like a slap in my father's face to become a professional wrestler. And uh, I ended up loving every minute of it and I've never looked back ever since but the skills I learned for the first 15 years of my life are still there and I think that has been a, a great help to what I've been able to do in the ring. So your family or your father wasn't really supportive of you going into the professional wrestling industry? No, no, no. What was some of his, uh, his complaints or why that you shouldn't go into that, that profession? Since you've been very successful. Yeah. You're going to break your back, you're going to break your neck, uh, plus the place that I went to go train was like, there was no reputation to it, wrestling was not big in this city, um, there was no real weight to it, whereas in Taekwondo I was preparing for the Team Canada and the Olympics, so wow. there, was, there was there was a pot of gold that was a lot, uh, a lot shorter reach than what I wanted to aspire to be in professional wrestling, but after 10 years, they've realized um, that, that I do have potential, and uh, now I am very successful at it, so I don't know, maybe maybe him not wanting me to do it put a little bit of uh, an edge on me to prove them wrong. Uh, the, knowing that you have that martial art background, are you later on in the future possibly thinking like some of these guys have done turn into MMA? Oh, no, never. <laughs> Because you've been seeing, never, never, never. you saw what happened to CM Punk and just most recently Kit Cash. It just didn't really favor their way in MMA. No, not that. I just, um, you know, I just, I'm, I prefer to be in the entertainment business. I don't prefer to be in the uh, get my face pummeled and bruised business. I, I like the way I look and I want to stay that way. <laughs> now you've been in the game for about the, what, a little more than ten years now in pro wrestling. Uh, how have you seen the yeah. indie wrestling? Uh, business change uh, over time in the United States and in Canada since you've traveled uh, to so many, many cities, many states? Well, right now it's in probably one of the top uh, best positions it's ever been in just because of uh, how much passion fans have had and how easy it is for people to find it. So right now I, I believe that indie wrestling has grown to be something much more popular than it was when I first started 10 years ago. And how about if you're if you're this guy trying to make it into the indie scene, finding schools? That's one thing that uh, one person has to take into consideration to see if it's legit, if it's if they're going to get the the proper training. What does a person do? What do they investigate when heading into a, a school, a professional wrestling school, that if it is going to benefit them, benefit them, and it is going to possibly get them into a, a right path uh, in this career, in a career in this industry? Yeah, like, uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and that's in every kind of aspect of business, especially professional wrestling. So, like, you can already see, if you look at a school like the uh, AIW um, out of Cleveland that started out with Johnny Gargano as the trainer, uh, even though I hate him, uh, it, it has a good reputation, and 
the connection with AIW, you're instantly at an opportunity to either train with or perform in the ring with some of the best wrestlers in the world, and you're sharing locker rooms with guys like that. So you've jumped ahead hundreds and thousands of wrestlers who are training with Joe Schmo in their hometown, and they're running local shows with just the local people. So uh, it's all like it's all about who you can brush shoulders with and who you can learn from and who you can uh, gain experience from. Well, one thing is for sure, uh, Ethan, you'll be battling it out this uh, November 12th in uh, New York. You can watch on flowsports.tv. Also visit www.live.com for information against uh, none other than uh, Zack Sabre Jr. in a grudge match. What can people expect from this, this match here between you and uh, Zach and, uh, and yourself? Well, I'm not an idiot. I know he's very good at submissions, so you can probably bet your bottom dollar you'll see my face in excruciating pain, but uh, I can promise that I will kick him in the face. I'm very good at power bombing and pile driving and slamming the crap out of people, so I, uh, and you know what? Zach's still got that uh, messed up hand, thanks to me and my gatekeepers. So, yeah, I think that's what I'll probably focus on. We straight for that. Well, thanks so much, Ethan. I really appreciate your time. Again, check it out November 12th uh, in New York, but you can check it out wwnlive.com for more information. Thanks so much. Good luck in the match, and look forward to seeing more action uh, inside the Evolve Ring. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. And now it's time to give you a reality check. Well, George, there you have it. It's nice time to talk some pro wrestling on uh, this segment we call Reality Check. But you can hear more of Reality Check every Monday at 6 p.m. right here on the Roman Show Network with your host, George Alonzo. George Brooke Hogan was interviewed by TMZ. They caught her walking. They asked her the simple question, Hey, is Hulk Hogan returning back to the E to WrestleMania knowing that it's going to be in Orlando? What would it mean to have Hulk Hogan in WrestleMania 33? Do you think it'll bring in a, a lot of hype? I think so. Uh, actually, look at, at the much buzz it got when they first said Hogan was fired or released or whatever you want to call it, suspended, when this whole broke out. It, 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 it made waves because it's not like there's any other wrestling company, no offense, TNA, there's no other wrestling company to Hogan to go. You know, it's not like WCW was around, uh, you know, where he could just go over there. So, so the point, what I'm trying to say is, when WWE did this whole thing with Hogan, they're like, oh, wow, we're never going to see Hogan again. Because where is he going to go? But now people have been waiting patiently for the Hulkster to come back. As a matter of fact, if you watch Raw or SmackDown, sometimes you'll even be lucky enough to catch a Hulk Hogan sign sometimes. People want the Hulkster back. The Hulkster, you know, as much as a lot of people would say, hey, he was a horrible wrestler, but he was a great entertainer. And you cannot take that away from him. And that's what people want to see. I feel like that will give a huge ratings booster like Goldberg was to Raw a couple weeks ago. Now, you mentioned Goldberg, and we don't know, how, of course, how if he's tweaked up his his game there because some of those fears he threw last week and Monday Night Raw was questionable. But needless to say, do you think he'll be part of WrestleMania as well? You know, uh, right now there's a rumor circulating that uh, 
uh, you know, that Goldberg is going to be the final match for a certain person. Uh, and this certain person I'm speaking of is The Undertaker, which will be appearing on the 900th episode of SmackDown, which is already confirmed. Yep. So um, as far as that is concerned, I don't know how 100% that rumor might be right now. But if that's the case, WWE.com is already kind of teasing it, too, because they just literally posted up a video today of uh, Goldberg uh, during his match with Kane where they, uh, The Undertaker's interacting with his match. So could it be possible that we see Goldberg versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 33 as the final, uh, as his final match? Yeesh, I don't know about that one, George. That's a really questionable match there. I don't know what what those two would deliver. <laughs> Mr. Roman, you have the guy who used to be undefeated uh, at WrestleMania versus the man with the longest undefeated streak as well. You have two almost undefeated monsters colliding at WrestleMania 33. Is it going to be the best match ever? Obviously not because, you know, for numerous reasons. But don't jump the gun either. They might surprise us. Hmm. Now, you know, one thing they should do is they should put Goldberg in the Hall of Fame while they're at it. I think that's the plan, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, because I, I don't see Undertaker joining the Hall of Fame this year. I mm. do see Goldberg joining this year. And I, I see maybe The Rock as well. But I don't think The Undertaker will be filling in the Hall of Fame this year. I think the Hall of Fame will be more for Undertaker next year. Yeah, I think so too. But, you know, you should might as well just kill two birds with one stone. Another rumor was that Goldberg was going to face uh, Roman Reigns. Spear versus Spear. Yeah, but you, to be honest with you, Mr. Roman, I'd rather see a, a match like that uh, not happen at all. <laughs> I, I, because you got Roman Reigns, who does great matches with these young ups, you know, upstarts in the WWE. Sometimes he's carried, sometimes he's not. But, you know, either way, great matches with these young guys. I don't think we've ever seen Roman Reigns step in the ring with a veteran uh, you know, with many years on his resume, like a Goldberg yet. So I, I'm afraid to see that happen. Like, what? Ha oh, actually, I take it back. I, cor I stand corrected. He did stand in the ring with a veteran, and that was Triple H last year, and what happened? Yeah, it didn't <laughs> turn out to be the best way. Well, one thing is certain, one thing I do want to see is Chris Jericho in an actual fight, because we keep hearing these stories that Chris Jericho... Goes up to, to, to wrestlers, especially Brock Lesnar, and for some reason he gets getting hit in the face. I think he also had an, an, an altercation a while, while back against Goldberg, if I'm correct. But we've heard the story of him going up to Brock Lesnar because of the finish at SummerSlam with Randy Orton. But it turns out, the story is, allegedly, in England, Chris Jericho and Sin Cara got in a, uh, a little of a heated um, discussion, and it led to some fists uh, being thrown and one of those fists landed on Chris Jericho knocking him out George what is up with Chris Jericho and again I, I remember interviewing him last year he said I'm not a, a person who likes to fight I'm not a fighter I just play one on TV but this like it, it just keeps getting into the face of people and from what it seems like he kept getting knocked out well he debunked the rumor about being KO'd uh, as a matter of fact, he even dissed uh, uh, MLW 
who uh, reported that right. story mm-hmm. uh, on his Twitter. Uh, so about him being knocked out, I, he debunked it. Now, as far as the fight is concerned, I don't know what fight we're talking about because on Monday Night Raw, we didn't even see a black eye on him. So I, I don't know how true this fight could be. And uh, Mr. Roman, let's be honest with you. Uh, like, fr- from what I understand in this rumor, as far as the whole issue is concerned with Sin Cara and Jericho, from what I hear, Sin Cara is the one that started this altercation, that he was the one looking for the problem. And on top of that, Sin Cara... No, sorry, Jericho bit Sin Cara's finger. Finger, right. Yeah, so I'm. we're hearing so many things, so many... Uh, like pieces of the story have been changing with from within 24 hours so i really don't know what to believe anymore to be very honest with you but the point is is that this if a fight really broke out would they have been on monday night raw yeah, Just saying. yeah no they, they would have been suspended or something absolutely you're, you're mm-hmm. definitely right about that I'm just saying, I don't think it would have, because remember what happened, uh, like, I think it was, uh, not Jericho, but there was a fight that was involving someone, and they kicked him off the show. Um, it was between Sin Cara and someone, uh, I'm trying to remember, because there was a fight where Sin Cara fought with somebody, and he knocked him out. And they kicked the other guy off the show. I think it was Bo Dallas. Yes, it was Bo Dallas because of uh, his intoxication. Yes. And they sent him home. So look what happened. Yes. To, um, and then at Raw. Apparently they both got in a fight, right? There was no black guy and they were both on TV. So does that debunk the rumor maybe? Perhaps. And he, 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 he went on Twitter, like you said, and said that he has not been knocked out since 1994. When uh, he took on Hakata Star Lanes. <laughs> yep. So, Bless you. And thank you. And, and he called MLW all stupid idiots. Needless to say, but, but, but this is not the first time, though, that we hear that Jericho gets involved in an altercation. Again, we don't know how true it is. We don't know if any of the stories are real, but I personally, like I said, I went up to him. I remember talking to him about an altercation he had in, in, in the uh, locker room, and he he said no, that he never had that. And I remember loud and clear, you can see it there on our YouTube channel, when I asked him about the altercation he had with Goldberg, he said, no, that never happened. Um, but we keep hearing these stories. We keep hearing it. So, really would like to know, but I will tell you someone that did get knocked out, and that is Kid Cash. Kid Cash made a... Um, uh, it was part of the Valor fight uh, fight card uh, in MMA. Kid Cash had originally fought uh, years, years ago. Of course, we all remember him in the E and WCW. And um, he decided to step inside the cage. This man is about 47 years old. And let's just say that if you think that CM Punk's debut in UFC was bad, Kid Cash's fight was probably worse. But you know what? I, w- I would like to see both of these guys go at it because, well, they both absolutely suck. Well, yeah, I guess, but eh, not not the eh, like uh, I talked about Kick Cash. When was it last week when we were talking about Kick Cash and uh, and CM Punk, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, Kick Cash again. It was known as a pit bull. Okay, this man again. Like I mentioned, I, I again. We, I repeat myself over and over again here. Kid Cash is not a guy to be messed with. He's a very serious guy at his craft. 
and whether it be MMA or wrestling, I I would beware of what you throw at that man. <laughs> I've spoken to that man on 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 a different occasion, and trust me, he does not joke. So, but why not put him against CM Punk? I mean, they both have pop. Well, I, I would actually I, I, give Kid. Kid this, I'll give Kid Cash the advantage actually here. He's trained more than be, CM Punk. Because again, Roman. When I say that he's not a joke, CM Punk in MMA is a joke. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I okay, so agree. I feel like CM Punk will because K Cash hates him. Remember that mm-hmm. we talked about this last week. K Cash hates CM Punk. So not only are you putting a joke in the octagon with Kid Cash, a guy that does not joke, that takes his craft very, very serious, okay? But you're putting him in there with someone that he hates. So what do you think Kid Cash is going to do to a guy like CM Punk? No, they knock him out, but I guess they, they both can fight, so anything could happen. I think it'd be a good fight for Bellator. Bellator should really uh, consider looking into that. Why not? Yeah. Ah, just saying. All right, lastly, 205. That's the next show that uh, the UFC, the WWE will be releasing on the network, and it's going to feature uh, the cruiserweights. Obviously, the uh, cruiserweight tournament was a big success. What do you think this 205 show is going to bring to the table, Georgia? And do you think that it's going to bring more awareness to the cruiserweights? I mean, other than the fact that uh, this week I'm under the Raw, uh, one of the cruiserweights made his debut, uh, no, Dora, Noam Dora, and he had the crowd on their, on, on their feet, but that doesn't really count because you know, they're in London, they're in England, and he's a, he's, he lives there, so he has a big pop. But do you think the cruiserweight is picking up as the WWE would think or thought it was going to get picked up? And this is the reason why the, the 205 uh, show is a, is a way of trying to grab the people's attention. I feel like it is, and I feel like it's going to help because look what has what NXT has done for some of the roster members on WWE television right now. You know, 205 Live, I, I can't wait for it to start, as a matter of fact. It's going to be like its own Cruiserweight show, one hour on the you know WWE Network. But here's the thing, Mr. Roman, we're finally going to see some names that we've been questioning about for the last couple of days or weeks. Uh, where are they? Like Grand Metallic. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Noam Dar finally making his debut today. We're going to see him a lot more now on 205 Live. We're going to see Tozawa, you know, that we all knew got signed. Jack Gallagher. You know, all these names that we were like, we know he got signed. Where are they? And finally, we're going to be able to see them on their own personal show on the WWE Network. I cannot wait for it to start. As a matter of fact, another rumor is is that WWE is already going forward and signing a whole bunch of new talent for the Cruiserweight division, including ACH uh, from ROH is one of these guys that are rumored to be coming over to the Cruiserweight division. So I I can't wait. I really can't. We'll see and uh, keep an eye out for later this month. As uh, 205 Live makes its debut on the network. With that being said, this uh, concludes this episode of The Roman Show. We will catch you right here on the program next week. It will be the uh, final show uh, for the remaining of the month. We're going to go on break here. But either way, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. 
If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. But we are always on the RomanShow.com website. Check us out right there and then and follow us on our social media accounts. Till next time, guys. Yeah.